the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we have now begun Great Lent, and we're here on this first Sunday for us Orthodox Christians of Great Lent, we're starting to be introduced to some of the themes, some of the concepts that will be running throughout scriptures as we enter into Holy Week and, of course, then the crucifixion and glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so today's epistle reading, taken from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, begins by introducing one of these main concepts, where we hear that by faith, Moses, by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. In other words, he refused this great treatment that he could have received, having grown up under the Pharaoh's daughter in Egypt, choosing rather instead to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting excuse me, pleasures of sin. In other words, what St. Paul is telling us And what we're being introduced to here this first Sunday of Great Lent is this concept of Jesus suffering, being a suffering of shame. That Moses, because of his faith, unlike all those who were listed after him who suffered physically that Paul mentions, Moses, the great leader of Israel, Moses' suffering was not so much a physical suffering, but the willingness to suffer shame. The willingness, just like that of Christ, who was the son of the Father. Moses, being the grandchild, essentially, of the Pharaoh, could have remained in his high position, but he instead, like Christ, was willing to suffer shame for the sake of those who were ill-treated, just as did our Lord Jesus Christ who was willing to suffer shame not only for those who were ill-treated, those who were abused, those who were mocked, those who were belittled and considered less than in society. I want to speak today, brothers and sisters, about one way, and particularly in today's climate, that we also can be like Christ and that we can suffer shame and be willing to stand up for those who are ill-treated. And ultimately, what I want to do, we'll go down a little bit of a winding road here in my sermon, but we'll get to something that I think is important for us to realize and to hone in on during this season of Great Lent. It's something about ourselves. As many of you are aware, you'd have to be asleep at the wheel not to be aware of it, I think, but there was this invasion of Russia into Ukraine. I'm going to speak about this as much as I can, brothers and sisters, without being political, because my interests today speaking in my sermon are not political at all. I'm happy to speak to anybody about what I might think or what I know as an Orthodox priest and someone who's familiar with what's going on there to speak more about the politics, which I'll just say are always a little messier than what comes across in mainstream media. But what I want to speak about today, again, it's not politics. From here in the priest, I'm not even 
I don't belong to political party. I don't like any of the political parties in this country, I'll at least say that. But even if I was, the priest here when he preaches cannot be political because politics always involves compromise. As the pastor of this church, sometimes I'm political because there's different factions, there's different groups, there's different thoughts. And we have to compromise and we have to reconcile. And we have to figure the best way forward with people in this sinful world. But from here, when we speak in sermons, we can't be political. But don't confuse that then with the sometimes that we, when we speak the truth, part of the truth, part of this world, part of rightly dividing the word of truth, means that we have to touch on some of the worldly things. So I will touch on some of those. For whatever reason, again, I'm not going to be political, but for whatever reason, it wasn't, you know, the invasion of Iraq that got people all worked up and we didn't see a bunch of Americans support the Iraqis. It wasn't when we went into Afghanistan that we heard everybody talk about how we need to support Afghans. We haven't heard people talking about <coughs> supporting the Libyans against which NATO has been aggressive and the US has been aggressive. We have Saudi Arabia that we buy a lot of oil from. It's just a fact. We haven't heard people get outraged about what's going on in Yemen and the way that the people have been treated. But for whatever reason, people in our society have decided to get worked up about Ukraine. People that four weeks ago couldn't even recognize where it was on a map are now telling me and you that we have to do something. And of course by we they don't really mean we because Ukraine has opened up for anyone who wants to come and help and fight with them. What they mean is that the people that serve in our armed forces need to go do something about it. They need to go put their lives on the line for some reason that these people that say we need to do something don't even know often what they're talking about, what it is that we need to do. Again, brothers and sisters, this is not political, this is factual. And so, what we see happening in our society then, naturally, when tensions are high like this and when a certain narrative is being promoted throughout social media and on the TV channels and so forth, inevitably what happens is that people start to rise up and they get mad about the so-called other side, the Russians. And so, I have seen over the last two weeks someone who was an ambassador of the United States to Russia at one time say the Russian people need to suffer for this because of their leader and because they have not overthrown him and they support him. And we see sanctions. Now people can argue again politically speaking about whether sanctions are a good way to go, a bad way to go, whatever. That's not my business. But understand 
that the people who are hurt by that are the, the most are the average everyday Russian citizen who had no influence, has no power over what their president does, over what their military does, many of whom don't support what's going on, just like many of us don't support some of the things that our president does or our military does all of the time. But what say do we have? We can go mouth off on Facebook and Twitter, but are they listening to us? Evidently not. I've seen people arguing. Now, the businesses that closed down, what does it prove? You put Russian people out of business. The McDonald's worker that's taken your order at the cash register somehow should be punished for what the average, or excuse me, for what the Russian leaders have chosen to do. I even saw this week, unimaginable to me before, people that said, why is it that all these companies have shut down in Russia, doing business in Russia, but the pharmaceutical companies, they're still operating there. And believe me, I'm no supporter of Big Pharma, but really? We're going to cut off medical supplies to Russian people? Is that the hatred that we have for other people made in the image of God? Even one German hospital, and I, ver I couldn't believe my eyes. I sent it right away to a friend I have who's German, so obviously he, he, he lives in the UK now, but he speaks German fluently. He grew up there. I said, is this real? Am I being tricked? Is, it, you know, is this something fake that's being spread around the internet? It was a hospital in Germany that said they were not going to treat Russians or Belarusians because of this. And thank God some people got upset in Germany, so they started to back off from this kind of thing. But I bring all of this up, brothers and sisters, because of course we support the people in Ukraine. It's obvious what they're going through. That's why I sent out, I think it was this week, I posted earlier on Facebook, if we want to donate, IOCC is their boots on the ground, so to speak, helping the Ukrainian refugees. But brothers and sisters, recognize what's being done to us in our society. Because now, it's not enough that we could be against the war, but somehow we have to be against the Russians. And not just the Russian leaders or the Russian military, but the average, everyday Russian. We're being told <clears throat> by some of our leaders, <clears throat> excuse me, have to suffer for what's happening to their country. And if you support them, if you say, wait a second, what actually happens if we do these things, then you get accused of being an apologist for Putin. I never thought when we read about Joseph McCarthy in the history books that I would relive it in my life that there would be this spirit among the American people. And so today, brothers and sisters, I ask us to consider how we might also stand with our brothers and sisters in Christ, not only in Ukraine, but also in Russia, who are suffering because of the situation that's going on and how we would not be afraid for the ill treatment that we might receive 
for standing up for them and speaking out, as it were, on their behalf. But ultimately what I want us to do and why I went down this winding road is for us to recognize the reason why these wars happen, the reason why more wars will happen, the reason why every war in the history of the world has happened and is something that we should focus on in this season of Great Lent. It's something that we're seeing in this anti-Russian attitude in our culture now and that is because we have hatred in our hearts. It's because we have this tendency to see people as other, to see us and to see them. And ultimately what we learn when we get to that glorious day of Great and Holy Saturday and Great and Holy Pascha is that in the Kingdom there is not us and them. There is one. There is us who are made in the image of God, who have been redeemed by our Lord and Savior, who have been saved by our Lord and Savior, and He will call us from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. He will put aside the divisions that we have here, that we create here on this earth. And in that day, we will not see them as other, we will see them as brother. And our goal during this season of Great Lent is to start that process now. To get rid of that hatred that we have deep down in our heart. To get rid of that discrimination. That sense that we have of seeing other people as other, whether they be different religion, whether they be a different ethnicity, a different language, whatever it be. But that today we start to work on instead of seeing people as other, seeing them as brother and seeing them as sister, as our God desires for us to do. Because His kingdom, brothers and sisters, is a kingdom open to all. To Him be all glory, honor, and worship forever and ever. Amen.